0: Welcome to another NRL.com preseason preview podcast, the South Sydney Rabbitohs in the headlights today, Jamie Soward is with me, My name's Chris Kennedy, Sowie the Bunnies, what do you reckon?
1: Yeah, well, uh, we, kept, we caught up before Christmas and ran our eye over the team and yep. the best predicted 17 for NRL.com and... We, we had a few differing opinions, but we didn't know that Latrell Mitchell was going to go to South. Even though we heard a few inklings, uh, we weren't sure. I tipped him to come 12th. I thought this might be a year, a bit of an outlier year for the Rabbitohs, maybe a transitioning year where they move on from Wayne and, and go to that next um, coaching change in Jason Dimitri, which we've now found out is going to happen. Um, but then they signed Latrell Mitchell, and all of a sudden it was... Let me just have another look at that mm. squad for the Rabbitohs, and I tell you what, it, it's an impressive-looking backline now for the for the Rabbitohs. They look like they've got their their mojo back in terms of getting Latrell Mitchell replacement for Gi. Um, they are going to be in the eight this year.
0: Uh, I mean, all the focus has been on Luttrell. There's more changes that we'll get to in terms of the, the forwards and so on. But um, Luttrell mitchells he's been the story of the offseason. He's the, the big-name signing of the offseason. They need to use him at fullback. Obviously, they never quite replaced GI last year. You know, GI is the guy that Luttrell has been compared to pretty much since the time he debuted. Now, we had a look at him at fullback in that Indigenous All-Stars game, and the um, the, the doom and gloom type might have just been thinking, well, maybe, maybe he might be okay now, Luttrell.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly, and you think about it's—it's going to take time for his fullback fitness to kick in, and he's going to take time to find his groove, but. The luxury that Latrell has in learning this, CK, is he's got people around him who have done it before, who have been successful. Um, you talk about Adam Reynolds, who for me is a top four halfback in the game, yeah. can control a game. You've got Cody Walker coming back hungrier than ever, new contract. And then you've got Damian Cook, who's probably the second best hooker in the game. So those guys will allow Latrell to be able to build into his season. And Wayne will know that. Wayne will know that, uh, it's not gonna happen, yeah, you know, if he comes out the first game and blitzes him and scores two tries and sets two up, uh, the headlines will be around Luttrell. But he knows that it's a long season and he's mm. gonna have to manage uh, how Lattrell, you know, gets the ball, gets his fitness up and is able to impact himself on the
0: game. And by the the same token if he has a terrible game and caught out of position and whatever, it's it's a long season, he's got a long time. Yeah, so, yeah. and it's that's what I mean. The
1: luxury, if he hadn't gone to the Bulldogs or, or the Tigers, he didn't have that luxury. He mm. was the main mm. man straight away. Every bad game, every loss was going to be blamed on Luttrell. The rabbitohs they've got the master coach who can deflect anything away whenever he wants. They've got you know rep guys all around him who are able to control that environment a little bit if he is under pressure at the start of the year. But if you look at this back line now, uh, Reynolds, Walker... Burns, Jimmy the Jet, who looked fantastic the other night. Yep. I think this might be back to a James Roberts that we saw up at the Brisbane Broncos when Wayne had him, um, and then you have on the wings Campbell Graham and maybe Dan Gagai or maybe Alex Johnson. So um, it'd be interesting to see who who gets that other wing spot, because mm. it's important that they get their set started, especially with the trail. He may, his fitness, he's going to be looking to try and dish off a little bit to get their set started, but... That back line right there can compete with any of them.
0: And Dan Gagai saying the right things in the media around playing wing. He's sort of been a little bit unhappy not playing centre in the past, but he's just said, you know, team first. I'm, you know, If Wayne wants to on win the wing, I'm a, a winger, which is what you want to hear. And if you can find that form that he brings to origin on the wing where he's been player of the series from, from the wing for Queensland, then that's a that back five's close to the best in the comp.
1: And let's not forget, last year they were cruel with injuries. Yeah, yeah. Roberts was injured, Braden Burns. It's an important start to the season for Braden Burns because he sort of took the world by storm, well, yeah. the NRL world by storm, where there was a couple of good games and the step was out and he was carving up you know, Manu on that edge mm. and, and giving him real trouble. But then he got injured and then it was sort of stop-start, he got injured again. So looking for him to
0: have a, a strong start to the year. Well talk about the forward pack now. They've obviously lost a few. Um, Sam Burgess and John Sutton were their two edge forwards. You now I know Sam missed, you know, a fair bit of footy. He was in and out last year, but those are two serious leaders that have got a lot of games between them. They've been the, the talismans of that forward pack for a long time. George Burgess has gone as well. Now he played even less footy last year, but you're down to one Burgess in the pack and you've got some younger guys. you got you know, Liam Knight now is one of the, the main guys, junior to total. These guys are gonna to have to step up with obviously Cam Murray who's really established himself
1: yeah, definitely. And yeah, you know, Murray and Cook are going to be the leaders of that forward pack. This is probably my concern with the South Sydney side and how they're going to go this year is their forward pack. Are they going to get monstered a little bit? Thomas Burgess is still around, but he hasn't been the Tom Burgess that we've seen in previous years. Uh, Liam Knight was fantastic last year, rewarded with a new contract. Can he go to the next level and not necessarily be an enforcer, but he plays on the line. He plays right up to the edge, but... Sometimes he goes too far and comes up with a silly mistake. And Wayne Bennett's going to be wanting to him to be consistent week to week. Uh, you look at Tavita Totola, he started last year. You'd like to see him get a little bit fitter and play a bit, a little bit longer minutes. Um, for me, there's a, there's a young man who's been excelling in the lower grades, and it's Tom Amone. Mm. He is an absolute star. He just he's a little bit short, but he reminds me of Michael Wayman. He just gets through his work. He, he's a powerball. He just mm. goes straight through him. So I think. Tom Amone will get a chance this year, more of a chance than what he did last year when they were trying to compete and they were still rolling and trying to get Sam Burgess on the field. Jaden Sewers had time to settle in now. Uh, you look at a pickup like Hamasele, who's going to be important to him mm. off the bench. Ethan Lowe, can he recover some of that form that he did during Origin when he played and had that mag- magnificent game? Um, and the other one is Jack Johns. I think Jack yeah. Johns, for me, CK, ball playing, obviously the, the son of Matthew, but... his ball playing could be important on an edge in a team that could just have that as an option and and take them to the next level.
0: Well, I was at their trial uh, at Ringrose against the Eels on Friday night, um, and a lot of the guys' names you just mentioned there looked really, really eye-catching. It was pretty much a reserve-grade lineup for South, other than Tom Burgess, who played at some really big minutes, but... Hame Sele was absolutely fantastic. He rocked a few blokes in defence. Um, he had a couple of big charges, one of which set up a try. Uh, Jack Johns was really impressive playing on a left edge. Um, just looked like he had a lot of times. good ball skills. He scored a try as well, really powerful try. Um, so a few of those depth guys. Um, Keon Colin Matungi, who you didn't He's mention just guy. then, but I know you've, you've tipped, me, tipped me to him before. Uh, <laughs> he was very impressive as well. So they've got a few guys coming through who are going to be really good, I think.
1: Yeah, I did the. I was just about to say... Kion Colomatangi, he can go play forward, he can play front row, he can play back row, he can play lock, and that's Mm. going to be important in a side where, don't forget, Cook and Murray are going to have some time in origin, so they're going to have that six-week period, which Wayne Bennett will have to get used to, so you might see Hame Selle go in, you know, play in some minutes, but... Kola for me is going to be an important piece. If he can kick on to what we think he can, and it's nice to hear him have a good game in the weekend. But some of those young guys, if they can just take the next step, and Wayne can get it out of them, you know, this team can compete for the eight.
0: Yeah, they can't instantly replace the leadership they've lost, but they can replace the bodies, and they've got some very good guys to come. Well, just
1: in. on that CK, sometimes you don't have to replace leadership with leadership. You can replace yeah. it with enthusiasm. You mm. can replace it with uh, the guess the you know, the feeling of I'm here now. Yeah, I'm I'm. I'm going to go full chat, full ball every week and mm. see what happens. You know, so that youth and experience can replace that leadership, and then you find a. Cam- we didn't think Cam Murray was going to be the leader that he's turned into mm. uh, over the past, you know, twelve eighteen months, and now look at him. He's going to probably captain Australia next, so mm. um, it'd be interesting to see how how they all take that next
0: step up. Yeah, they're not they're not short on leadership as it is between you know Cook, Walker, Reynolds, uh, Murray. Just one thing on did. Cook. Mm. He, his game is
1: elite. The thing that would be grinding his gears is the last two years in the prelim final, the teams that they've played in, the Roosters and the Raiders, worked him out pretty quickly. Mm. And that would be grinding his gears because two times now that he's had a chance to make grand final, I've been at those games and watched, and he hasn't been able to adapt on the run. Neither has Reynolds, neither has Walker. So mm-hmm. those three guys, in in my notes, they need to be able to adapt on the run, in those big games. And Wayne has his plan A, and you don't want to divert too far from that. But sometimes you need to just try something a little bit different uh, to be able to maybe wrestle momentum back, maybe come up with a big play. And Wayne will always back you if you, if you believe in yourself and get it done. And I think that, that, that's what Cook's development needs mm. this year. If he's going to lead this team to a grand final or, or a grand final appearance, he needs to, to be able to get in those games. When teams are working him out, sense it, be able to either take a step back and, and readjust or you know, maybe just stay out of the play a little bit. Mm. But they need to make the next step
0: we have seen his game and and admittedly yeah uh, it- adapting on the fly in those games is something he needs to work on but we have seen his game evolve that first year after Robbie Farrell left and he became the 80 minute guy, he was running just yeah. 100 plus metres a game breaking tackles, line breaks and just absolutely lightning out a dummy half. Last year we saw him taper that back and work on his ball skills, he had a lot more assists, a lot more line break assists, a lot more try assists so this could be the evolution of Damien Cook still continuing
1: Yeah that's the Demetrio factor coming mm. in right there, yeah he's an attacking coach and would have worked out ways for Damien to be in the attack but also not just shoveling it from dummy half and trying to get all his trisists there. His kicking game at times can be a little bit rushed. I'd like to see him be a little bit more patient and pick his times. So he doesn't have to kick, uh, but then there's times that he does. So, look, uh, last year, third, uh, again, you know, prelim final down in Canberra. They battled hard, but they just you knew that they just didn't have the cattle last year to get it done. This year they drop off a little bit, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're higher. This year they finish eighth.
0: Eighth place for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Thanks for joining us on the NRL.com pre-season preview podcast.